0: Alright, it's a uh, slightly overcast with the sun popping its head through on, I guess, what is a, well, Thursday is October 1st, so today must be the 28th or the 29th of September 2020, Uh, coming off a good weekend just kind of laid low, hung out a little bit, nothing too crazy going on, had a couple good meals with the family, had a couple nice walks down the creek with Momi, knocked out some paperwork and I was also able to uh, do some carving yesterday, some wood carving and I found myself before long, I was in the zone. I had found my creativity really quickly and started working on some pinekins made three of them and then I made a Frankenstein's monster I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks now as Halloween's starting to come into focus People are talking about no Halloween. We're gonna miss Halloween this year. Obviously, COVID. It wouldn't be appropriate to have Halloween as usual. We don't need people going up other people's doors, or going to Halloween parties, or bobbing for apples, or going through to, through close, um, you know, up close and personal haunted hayrides and shit like that. We were sitting right next to one another probably not a good idea to do that, but I say, you stand on your stoop, you monitor a small table out by the sidewalk with a bowl of candy in it, with instructions to take one, put a little obligatory uh, bottle of uh, hand sanitizer out there. so the little kiddos can keep clean, and we roll with it, so I made this, I made this frickin' Frankenstein, it came together real quick, I got about a dozen different um, images downloaded from Pinterest and Google and everywhere. That feature Frankenstein. Frankenstein carved tiki. Uh, tiki Frankenstein paintings. Uh, Bela Lugosi as Frankenstein, back in freaking black and white. Different images, different scars along the forehead and the cheek. Different presentations of teeth and lips. Challenges to make a Frankenstein's monster that is true to the Mary Shelley version, where it's not just a monster it's a, uh, <clears throat> it's a human being that was cobbled together with a bunch of body parts by a mad scientist. So it's not all bad. In fact, all he wanted was really love. And, uh, when I was taken from him, he flipped the fuck out and started killing people and, so on and so forth. So anyway, I carved him out of cedar. I had this piece of cedar that was really wide at one end and narrow at the other. And so I made that wide end, the top of his head, flat looking head, right? With the hair coming over. And then I started sketching in his forehead, which looks very Neanderthal, right? Big prominent forehead and ridge line. Frontal prominence there. And then I friggin' put in his eyes and his saggy under his eyes, the saggy skin over his, his uh, cheekbones. And I knocked it out. Anyway, I'm thinking I'm gonna either keep it. Probably going to keep it natural wood because I could paint it up and make it really cool. In fact, I did a sketch um, on a phone application where I was able to paint over it and add color and all that stuff. It looks awesome. I don't know if it's necessary though. It's carved out of wood, sanded, cleaned up a little bit, burning a little bit. Um, Anyway, so I got some shit done. I relaxed a little bit. We watched some good movies. Hung out with the family. And now I'm here. It's Monday. I listened to a podcast last night. Stumbled upon upon it, you know. I'm always looking for the right material, right? Something to uh, stimulate my mind. Something to inspire me. <laughs> on a personal development note on a philosophical note how to incorporate this stuff into my my um my life you know make it work for me and i mentioned uh, yesterday's podcast or Saturdays i did my DDIP uh run shuffle with a bunch of uh Former participants, and I talked about the love and the, and the fellowship and the hard work and just the history we have together. And in relation to that, this podcast <coughs> guy's name is Todd is it Todd Heller, something like that he's like a performance coach, all right, so he's, if you got an issue with, you're an athlete, you're a person, whatever the fuck your situation is, he's going to kind of help get you to the next level, he's going to help you work on yourself and extract the best possible performance, physically, mentally, and he was saying that uh, <clears throat> we should use he didn't say avatar, but I've been using that term for a while. And an avatar is like a mask you wear. It's a, it's a, it's like you playing, you and me playing Super Mario Brothers, and you want to be Luigi, okay? So Luigi is your avatar. Given the uh, abilities of Luigi on the game, you know, you can, ma- you can make use of those skills, little hops and, you know... I don't know, he's got a green hat or something like that, right? Is that Luigi? There's two of them, Mario and Luigi. Mario's got the red hat, Uh, Luigi's got the green hat, as I remember it. (coughs) So, there's innate, uh, inherent talents that these avatars provide us. You know, so you could be talking about playing a video game. When I play this video game, and I'm playing Luigi, I'm completely at peace, and I love adventure. I love going going into these games and and winning. Um, or it could be like Batman. Uh, well, you know, I'm suck at life, but if when I'm Batman, or when I uh, Batman never never quits. Batman never um, gives up. Nothing's too hard for Batman. Ooh, there's the, uh, the bat sign in the sky. And he's got all his gadgetry. He's going to slide down his fireman's pole into the car and for him to come out of his little cave house. This podcast. A big part of it was about alter egos and how we can hack these alter egos and insert them in, in our lives, embrace them to in a way when we have a difficult task or a challenge or we're having a tough time you can, you can uh, tap into Batman or Luigi or Dr. Drill or whoever in order to give yourself power. So I think that's a, just a great idea. You know, they talk about an example, a uh, pop culture example is Beyonce. she has, let me pull it up here, She has an alter ego called Sarah, Sasha Fierce, apparently. And so, uh, Beyonce's story—I guess she—she she was a great singer always, and people would come to see her sing at church, where she sang gospel tunes and all this stuff. And then somebody discovered her, or her father maybe, and said, "All right, we're gonna, you know, bring this on the road." And so they got in a dance troupe and started working towards a goal. But she was still like a little girl used to singing church songs and now all these risque songs and a whole different attitude so she had to cultivate this alter ego Sasha Fierce and when she went out there that's how she went out there and, and pulled off the thing she went into a completely different mode so that's cool the notion that you can show a completely different face and just go after it in this alter ego and win the day you know that's pretty cool so I suggest if you're a listener, consider what your alter ego is or what inspires you. It could also be a totem, uh, it could be a totem animal or some sort of lucky charm that you have, uh, your wedding ring, your car, your clothes, you know, to dress a little bit differently, to, to make a statement today, um, have something on you that you, Uh, gives you power, makes you feel good about yourself, and you carry that with you. I mean, most of us have had something like this, your favorite shirt, your favorite hat, your favorite sunglasses, and uh, believe it or not, you know, these things, these articles of clothing or accessories, they can give you power and allow you to function better. So... Another thing this guy was talking about—he's talking about the many yous. So you are many different people to the different, in different uh, situations when interacting with others. So you might think I'm Aaron, but I'm Dr. Drill, I'm the wood carving guy, I'm the dad, I'm the husband, I'm Dr. O. So you are in flux. You're not just one stuck individual, you're like stuck in this one persona, you can do whatever. So I think that that's pretty cool, that we all have these many faces that we show when we interact. Maybe you're an aunt, maybe you're an uncle, maybe you're a friend, maybe you're a volunteer, maybe you're a former military or whatever like that. (coughs) guy was talking about that in particular where works with a lot of spec ops guys or former spec ops guys that are so mission oriented and so they're used to wearing a uniform, like this is my kit this is my camouflage outfit and this is my gear and nah, my boots and when I put this on, you are, you're a different person, literally and so, the question is though when you get to a different setting, let's say you go home with your your family and you gotta be a family man, you can't you got to put a different uniform on them. You can't be the green beret or a fucking seal or something like that. You need to have a different persona, a different uniform that you put on, literally and figuratively, when you are in these different settings in order to be successful. So consider that. You know, I was thinking about when you said totems or artifacts, something you carry around with you. Uh, I think of Ric Flair, because that's what he is. He's got a lot of flair. He's got freaking feathers coming, feather boas and fancy shoes. And he talks about, you know, in in his role as Ric Flair, he he talks about um, how he's got Rolex watches and he's got the finest alligator shoes and all this stuff in it. These are things that obviously he's about. Give him power and give him a, a way, a method. So they're very interesting. <clears throat> Another thing from this podcast, a value system. So that you people often adopt a value system from a group, like I want to be in this crew. Let's say you're in high school and you, you have some friends and, And you start to hang out with some new friends. And they're they're all into sports. They're jocks. So you go hang out with the jocks. And you do jock things. And you are drawing power from this group of people. You know, you're a part of something now. It's like when I joined the Marines. Uh, It was something that was a lofty goal. It was something I had trained for. That I needed to do. That I jumped through all these hoops to try to get in. Not that it's a... Uh, you're trying to not like you're trying to get into harvard, but it's a very fucking challenging thing to be a Marine, obviously. And what I did is I hacked the group's power. You know, I'm not a freaking war hero. I'm not a you know chesty puller or fucking Audi Murphy or anything like that. But when you step into a realm like that where that's got such a rich history of tough guys and victory in battle and Buy into the whole thing. You put on that uniform and you are assuming a strength by associating with that group. Uh, you can give yourself power, success, money, whatever the author was talking about, how he first moved to New York and he hanging out with a lot of them, working with a lot of financial people and he was never financially savvy, didn't get it, wasn't really good with money. So he started working and hanging out with these people who were into money and the mindset's completely different. They see things that we don't. Um, And he started to be more cognizant of it. He was talking about one last thing before I pull into the office, something called a schistosome. I believe that's a term. Sk- Scotoma. Schistosome is a, uh, I believe it's schistosomiasis is a actual, uh, parasitic infection. So a schistoma is a psychological term whereby <coughs> it's something that you can't see for some reason, even though it's right in front of you. So, uh, uh, there was been some discussion about a shade of blue that uh, modern humans uh, were um, well, without perspective. We couldn't see it, right? Um, and we didn't have a word for it or something like that for many years throughout history. And then we developed a word for it and everybody realized, okay, well, that's, that's that particular shade of blue. You know, it sounds kind of weird. Let me think of another example. So if you, uh, you get a blind spot to people. So, um, he was saying that, um, Germans, that they don't have a term that means spend in its, in the common language. So it's not as prominent and and as frequently used. language to say spent, so therefore they save. They're thrifty. You know that about Germans, right? I mean, other than the Holocaust, they make good things. They are very thrifty. They're very shrewd, um, and they can make Bergen intricate timepieces and precision machines and all that stuff. We've got a pretty decent society over there. Um, a blind spot is like if you have somebody who has, They just can't see it. They have a problem, but they just can't see it. They can't move past it. You know, maybe they don't believe in themselves. Maybe they um, wind up in these same relationships where they're engaging for the wrong reasons, and so their blind spot is love. You know, they just fall in love all the time, and it's like their, it's like their Achilles heel. So I'm about maybe an hour into this podcast. It's really freaking good. Guy says, uh, you know, you you don't want to be flexing the muscle of the one aspect of you, capital U. Uh, Say being a Marine, you can't be that person all the time, though you may shine that light on the different areas of your life, you know, different situations, different persona, different avatar, uh, different alter ego. Um, I thought it was a very, very good podcast, so I want you to check it out. I'm at the office. I want you to have a great day. love and respect. <laughs> <clears throat>